Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome.
for nonviolent resistance uh, on the, at, the, uh, at, the, uh, at the White House. We're in Washington, D.C., the March on Washington, D.C., and Mahalia Jackson opened up, and that's really where we know her career. But the church rejected her. Basically, they rejected her anointing. But it was the same anointing that the church rejected in her earlier career Amen. that they received, and now she's venerated as the associate with Hillary Jackson with gospel music. Amen. Amen. So that's two FYIs that the family knew that she didn't know. Amen. Belly yeah. buttons. Many of us right now, right, what's on your vision boards concerning finances? It's not the church. It's not the church folk that's going to make you millions. All right. So, and I'm, once again, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to the, you're speaking to a wide audience. All right. Um, uh, uh, God's God's grace and His anointing and God's plans and purposes. Are, are, are just as great outside these walls as they are in. We certainly thank God for that. That tune is going to be in my head now. Um, it is one of the songs that reverberates in my head when I'm waiting in God and, and I'm frustrated because God's not moving when I want Him to. That's literally Sam Cooke, right? And, some, and I'll, I'll hear it on Spotify or I'll hear it on, on, a, on, a, on the radio or, or a commercial. And it's just a reminder that, guess what? You're not God. God kind of knows what's best for you, other than you know for yourself. Amen. Amen. Before we, Brother Clyde, is Brother Clyde, I know he's here. Before we, um, uh, he may not be, um, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll, we'll plan for next week a, uh, uh, just a, just a, a quick rehab, recap of our, of our men's ministry and, uh, and, uh, the healing and the empowerment and the affirmations of each other. Amen. Our women can tell us stuff, our mothers can tell us stuff, our sisters, our aunts. Amen. Sometimes a man needs another man to affirm who you are. Amen. Is that all right? All right. Brother Clyde, can you take a few minutes and just share, and then we're going to the word. Bless you. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. All right, so <clears throat> this summer at the King's Ceremony, the Money Men, we talked about identity-ship. Uh, it's a book by Dexter Howard. He's an author, international speaker, passed for the events that once he was a preacher with no problem. And throughout his book, Identity-ship, uh, the change that changes everything that Howard reveals of himself as personal struggles, uh, he he showed that participating on the boards of Catholic Christianity and more of a, into a dynamic spiritual assumption as, the, as he claimed, or us men claiming our full potential in our inheritance as God's and other sons and daughters. Um, also, in the nation, talks about what your true identity, the purpose of a son, position of sonship. Precision of sonship, the process of sonship, and the power of sonship. Uh, and uh, this month, August, uh, we was tasked with uh, reading the Kingdom Transformers, creating of the Mighty Men uh, in this four-part module, where we study about four different 
powerful and <clears throat> that defies us and emerges as catalysts of change in their own lives and the lives of others in their community. Uh, the fourth gentleman that we talked about was Nick Novacek, I think I said his name correctly, uh, Thomas Edison, Mahatma Gandhi, and Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. Uh, yes. The, the four modules I more relate myself as Nick Novacek because he overcome a ton of adversity. Um, and like, for example, like I, I was talking to Bishop yesterday about this. <laughs> um, coming to the King's Room and then attempts to go to OCC and was denied and uh, because I didn't have the proper financial assessments to attend OCC at the time, which is like 2010. Uh, so I waited until 24, which was like 2013. And then I applied and then most of my stuff that I do now came in half to the King's Room. Uh, so 2016, I graduated, yeah. and then I went back and finished again. So, um, so uh, each man at the yesterday's event talked about which module best identified them. Uh, everybody more over related to, I think, more of Tom, Thomas Edison, if I'm mistaken. So, yes. Uh, so this summer here at the King's Room, I mean, for Saturday, uh, from 10 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Uh, I invite the guys in your community or in the church to come and participate in our Mighty Men's Ministry and Fellowship. Thank you so much, guys. Yes, yes. All of our material for our Mighty Man Ministries is available in PDF form, and uh, of course, if we're reading a book, uh, uh, that book would be purchased. Uh, um, it is a great gift for uh, a young man or a man period in your life here um, at the Keep Ceiling Room, or those enjoying us virtually. Um, uh, identity Shift. Um, the author is uh, Apostle Dexter Howard, and uh, it is a wonderful book, and it is less of a novel-type reading, just like The Richest Man in Babylon, and more of a reference material. Um, and uh, and uh, this past month, uh, um, each four modules was curated uh, especially for the modern Christian man and uh, critical question inquiries, questions, work studies um, uh, meant to provoke internal dialogue with ourselves. Is that all right? Um, we are also very excited. Yesterday, we 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 uh, we all agreed to move forward with a ministry that began in in 1999. We had two or three young, we had two or three young men, uh, Keith, Brian Jr., uh, Jared, and uh, Sister Ife's son, and uh, Anton, and I believe it was one or two young men. And it's called P2K. Everybody say P2K. P2K. Uh, capital letter P, 
uh, the number two capital letter K. It's an acronym for Princes to Kings. Amen. And it is a mentoring slash adoption program that our men, we are, uh, uh, we have mission statements, we have vision statements, um, we have uh, action plans, and uh, uh, drill down into bullet points, and the King's Healing Room will be hearing more about this. This is a, this is a mentoring adoption program where the men of the King's Healing Room, the trusted men of the ministry, uh, will through, we, we desire to partner uh, with parents, single mothers, single fathers, parents in the King's Healing Room, and we're starting with our men to boys. And guess what, ladies? Q to P to Q, P to Q, P to Q, princesses to queens. All right. But we want we want the men to to create the model. All right. And then in, in short order, uh, we like our we like the women's department. Uh, we haven't said anything to to our, to our women's department yet. Um, uh, it's not a trial run, but we want to we start the program with our men and work out the kinks. But it is to partner with our, with, our, with our beautiful parents here, whether single or married or living together. All right, there's just some stuff we have to move ahead with the gospel and let God heal your lives as you mature and grow in Christ. Is that all right? Amen. It's kind of church without walls. Amen. And so uh, uh, puberty, for instance, uh, 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 Mother Hill and my grandmother, Mother Moore, raised us. I mean, my cousin Kenny, we were two boys in the same house, and of course, my two sisters, and Melissa, and it's truly Kent Camillus. But going through things like puberty, uh, my father was not in our home, and, and I did not, I did not, now maybe there was, but I didn't feel that there was a man that I could go and talk to about some personal stuff. Is that all right? There's a double church here. Is that all right? If you say amen a little louder, I think I'm in the house. Amen. amen. How nice would it be for your ministry to, to with full transparency, uh, um, uh, full openness, to simply partner, to simply be there, to, 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 uh, uh, to help in raising our young boys and helping guide them, uh, put up the guardrails, um, uh, uh, the, the blinders, and keep them on the right path as they move into teenage years and into young adulthood. And the goal is for all of our children to become saved, sanctified, filled with the baptism of the precious Holy Ghost. And as my idea, Mother Lee would say, and that with fire. Amen. Let's give God praise for P2K. All right. And P2P.
Setting my watch to tell me when to sit down and shut up. Oh, you laugh on that either? Boy, I'm gonna shoot back. Exodus, the 15th chapter, verses 22 through 26. Um, if you have a study Bible, the heading is the bitter waters at Marah. Alright? And Marah should be familiar to us. Um, 
my route, depending on what dialect you're using. Um, uh, 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 Ruth had a mother-in-law. We all know the story of Ruth. Two daughters, two, two, two wives, Ruth and Ophrah. I told you before, Oprah's in the Bible, all right? And their mother-in-law's name was... Amen. Their mother's name was Ruth's mother-in-law. I literally forgot. I can't. Well, because both of her husband, both of her sons died, and Oprah decided to stay in that land, but Ruth decided, I want to go back to your homeland, which is Israel. And when she when Ruth came back with her mother-in-law, she was bitter. Because both sons had died. Both sons had died. And they literally renamed her Mara, which means bitter. So here we have in Exodus 15, chapters, verses 20 through 2 through 26. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Sur, and they went three days into the wilderness and found no water by most, by most uh uh, 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 recollections and and uh, and theologians and, and studies. This was to be a, a a a no more than ten day journey, but it turned into a forty year journey because it started with Mara. It started with the children of Israel being bitter because they didn't like the experience of their cleansing of coming out of a sinful environment. Amen. Amen. Sometimes God. Your doctor tells you to change your diet. No more salt. No more fat back. Start putting turkey in your collard greens instead of salt and fat back. Alright? And we clap back because of fat back. Alright? And we go to God for healing and God said, I just said healing. Yeah. The problem, the issue is not the doctor. The issue is you being bitter because of change. Amen. But we just heard change is coming. Imagine this guy put the song in the dear daughter's heart to sing at this after the preacher Monica solo. Verse 23. And when they came to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore the name was called Mara, because the waters were bitter. Well, science tells us that in certain places of wilderness or desert places, there are certain there are certain foods, there are certain leaves, there are certain waters, there are certain things that God made. How many know that the best things that are best for you are the things that taste the absolute worst? Yeah. Like peanut butter is really good for you. Right? But in raw form, it may not taste that good. Potatoes are great for you. Potato is one of the best things you can eat, health-wise. But who eats a raw potato or even baked potato? No, it's not good until we put cheddar cheese until we put 19 pounds of whipped butter, until we put sodium salt, there's salt, but you don't have to have sodium salt. Then we add all this other stuff. It's called a what, baking business? It's called a what? Loaded. It's called a what? Loaded potato. Now, it's the worst thing you can eat, but the way God created it is bland, vanilla. Come to somebody's house, having a cookout, and just a baked potato and just squish it in the tinfoil and put it on the plate and say, enjoy. It's like, what? You mean I, I've been fasting? 
<laughs> Not a guy fast. You just didn't eat because you want to eat this. But where's the bacon bits? Where's the pepperoni pieces? Where's the butter? Where's the, where's the sour cream full of calories? So coming out of Egypt, 400 years in Egypt, their bodies, their minds were, inocul were inoculated by their oppressors, by their taskmasters. They ate what they were told they could eat, not what God created them to eat for. Satan, born in sin, shaped in iniquity, Satan dictates what we consume. Satan dictates that we are consumers and not producers financially. Satan dictates that we spend more than we make. Satan dictates that we are unhappy and that we are bitter at life as if we don't have control over stuff in our lives. As if your money has its own brain. As if your money has its own mind. Unless, uh, um, unless those body parts that are kind of covered up that 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 the kind of moving band being the band, as if they had their own brains and they just you just woke up, oh I didn't know I got here. Why? Because your other GPS is working. Well, they didn't laugh at stuff before, I guess I went not laugh at that one. But y'all know I'm right. Your money's a soldiers, and soldiers sit until you tell it to go to Amazon. Your money sits until you tell it to go to carousel on the 29th and your rent's due on the 30th. Your money sits until you tell it to go to the LV store. <laughs> I might be offending y'all, so when I say you, I don't mean you personally. I'm just speaking to the, to the I'm preparing for another sermon. I just want to see how it goes. And I think I'm going to scratch this sermon. And when they came tomorrow, they could not drink the water, verse 24, and the people murmured against Moses. God brought them out. Now they followed God by cloud by day, <laughs> fire by night. Moses lifted up his hands and God sneezed on the Red Sea or the Sea of Reeds. Literally, God sneezed. The waters became congealed or the waters froze. There's a biological reason of what happened at the Red Sea. God froze the waters, he sneezed, and the waters parted, and in mid, just like a movie, he paused, and the frozen waters were frozen on his side. The children of Israel went forward. When they got across, all close to two million, their cattle, their roaches, their cats, their dogs, their lions, their tigers, their bears, and after they got over, God waited until your enemy got right in the middle of your mutual fund and then got hiccup and the water came back in. And before the gold, which sinks to the bottom, could sink, the icebergs that God just froze floated. The ebb and flow of the Red Sea pushed the metals, the heavy metals, the, the, the precious metals, the gold, the silver, the earrings. What they didn't borrow was the gold was in the chariots. It was in the it was it was in the mouths of the horses. Y'all gotta work with me here. <laughs> Alright? The gold was in the sea. And God didn't let it go to the bottom. As the Red Sea came back with the children of Israel on the other side, the icebergs floated and pushed the wealth to all the children of Israel had to do 
was make up their mind to find another situation, another place to sit, another place to drink. And as they left, God did all of this. And because now they now they wanted to eat, as the Bible tells us, watermelons and the dainties of Egypt. God wasn't even they were slaves. Like you was eating what you like you was eating what your master ate. We have all these fantasies of living in sin and how good it was. I was having so much fun in the world. Now I'm coming to church and I'm all this. Shut up. Oh, never mind. Okay, let me stop. And sometimes we entertain this stuff. I had so much fun in the world. The Bible says, oh, taste and see. So who, who's right and who's wrong? Our flesh as a taskmaster was happening. But we weren't happy. How can you be happy in bondage? Our flesh, the old man, driven by Satan, was satisfied. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. Uh, it literally means branch. And when they had, and when, uh, at which, when he cast the branch, into these bitter waters, the waters were made sweet. God did not change what was in the water. What was in the water? Now we know this. The same thing with aloe vera. The same thing for certain astringent plants. We're going to talk about the poplar tree in part three. Amen. When Jacob stripped the poplar trees Amen. and certain goats and certain sheep procreated in front of the strip in front of the poplar trees. Poplar trees literally have, uh, you can take the buds of a poplar tree, put them in, in, in alcohol, which is with a witch hazel alcohol, pure alcohol, a little bit of water, let it sit for four or five days, make a tincture, put a little bit under your tongue, stomach. It's colds. You can put it on topical, on top of sores, and it heals. God has in his creation everything we need for healing. Many of the things that we need for healing. There were enzymes and bacteria in the waters at Mara that made it bitter. But as Jeremiah said, your word was bitter in my mouth, but it was honey in my stomach. Changing financial habits may be bitter for some. Wrapping our heads around God's laws and precepts, around sexual behavior, around marriage, around who's your global neighbor. Love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And then number two, love your neighbor as yourself. That's your global neighbor, saved or unsaved. So yes, I know it. Don't stab the tires. It, uh, 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 Uber be coming after church. Please don't stab their tires because I don't want to get blamed for it. I don't want that my Uber bill. But guess what? You and I, we got to love Donald J. Trump. Oh, I blew it right there. I went too far. Because guess what? What if he is an agent of God? What if, what if at the current stance now, the conservative end of the Republican Party is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is a type of reminder that we've gone too far and gotten to our track? And just as bad, just right behind them is the liberal Democrats. But that's not the sermon but I threw it in there anyway. Uh -huh. 
And he said, if, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all the statutes, I will put none of these diseases. Here's what God told him at the bitter waters. If you will read the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, not because I said it, not because Moses brought you out. God brought the children of Israel out. I can't do nothing with your finding. You have to do it. God just simply had me as Moses telling you, here's the book. God just told me to grab a book off of the off of the tree and hand it to you. And in verse 26, he says, if in 25, if you will what? 26. And and God said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, God, and will give ear to his commandments. Pay yourself first. Pay your bills on time. Don't lend to people that you can't afford to get that money back. I don't care if it's cuz cuz. I don't care what your fake cousin, real real cousins. If you can't afford to get that money back on the first, then don't lend it. And let them talk about you. They're talking about you anyway. When you got the 16-year-old Mercedes with 162,000 miles on it, they're talking about you. Step up and do better. And you know, folk, and it's not the folk outside, it's the folk that's right around us. David said it's the ones that I sat at the table with. Those are your greatest haters. And keep all the statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon me. God said, if you stop here, and if you take a bitter moment, and if you enjoy, and not enjoy, you don't have to enjoy it, but if you can internalize this bitter moment of change, change is coming. If you embrace this bitter moment of change, I will put none of the diseases of the land you're going into. You don't have, just like when Columbus and others came over and they brought, they brought, they brought the, the, the mumps and the measles and they brought it to the American Indians. They did when they weren't inoculated for these new diseases that the Europeans brought over. How many know? Okay, so this is your third trivia question. North America never had weeds. Weeds were introduced by European travelers along with their grains and the tobacco stuff that they brought to plant here. Yeah. History has proven that North America never had weeds. Mother Hill, your green thumb. Weeds came from Europe in the 1600s. God said some of the stuff we're going through, God said, I never put it there. You spent too much time in sin. You were born in sin. By the time you came to me, we got to do a little bit first. We got to go into a waiting room and fix some stuff up for you to be king of the queens in the kingdom. You want to be millionaires? We got to work on some stuff first. You want to be a great family man. You want to be a great family woman. You want husband and wife to come together with a blended family and raise kingdom children. We got to do some retraining here. We got to do some readjustments here. Valor, vision, readjustment. Vision, adjusted, lifestyle, oriented. Reality. I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who makes bitter things sweet, literally, one of the facets of God, like a diamond, many cuts, many facets. Jehovah Rapha literally means, Jehovah Rapha literally means the Lord who makes Mara sweet. The Lord who makes your divorce sweet. The Lord who makes your bankruptcy sweet. The Lord who makes losing, losing three fingers and 
has a leg, sweet. The Lord who makes losing millions and gaining millions and losing them again, sweet. The Lord who makes people walk out of your life, sweet. The Lord who makes people walk out of your life and can't understand what you're going through. They don't know your struggles and they take the time to ask the people who don't have extended you the same mercy that they want God to extend to them. That's Jehovah Rapha, the one who makes the bitter change in your life, sweet. Saints, turn your neighbor and say, hang in there with God because he's doing something for you. Part two. Everybody say, where are you sitting? Part one. What are you sitting? Second Kings, chapter two. 19 through 22. Second Kings, chapter 2, verses 19 through 22, King James. Once again, your study Bible says, Elisha purifies a spring. Can you have a theme here? You see a theme here? Yes. The children of Israel coming out of bondage. Coming out of bondage. God said, before you go into the promised land, I need you, I, 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 I need you to put on hazmat suits. I need, I need, I need, you need to take a COVID test before you can sit around the family. Here, Elijah purifies the spring. Verse 19, 2 Kings, 2nd chapter, verses 19 through 22. And the man and the men of the city said to Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the, everybody say situation. And if you feel your urban self, your bad self coming out, say situation. All right, I'm in now. I pray thee, the situation of this city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth. But the who's with me? But the but the say it real loud. But the is uh, not is naughty is bad is moral, and the ground is barren. Verse twenty, and he said, Elisha. Bring me a old beat up candle holder. Bring me something used because like an old pair of shoes, they may be torn and ratty and scruffy, but they fit like slippers and you don't want to let them go simply because it's comfortable to you. Amen. Oh, can I talk to some adults here tonight? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he doesn't love me, but he's comfortable. He puts his hands on me and my children. But I'm used to it. I don't want to start over again. I know all she wants is my money. I know all she wants is my Social Security benefits. But she's fine, ain't she? <laughs> and he said, Elijah said, bring me a new cruise or candle holder and put salt therein, salt as a preserver. And they brought both of them to him. I'm reading King James, but I'm embellishing. Verse 21. And Elijah went forth from unto the spring of the waters. He didn't know where the pool of water was. He went to where the water was coming up from the earth where only God had control of it. Thank you, Jesus. Where water settles, you can put Kool-Aid in it, you can 
put asinine, asinine in it. You can put any kind of stuff in it you want to. But you can't mess with what God puts in the earth because he just said the waters are bad and the ground is barren. So God instructs him, go to the root of the problem. Sometimes we want folks to just deal with the surface, but God says, you know what? There's going to come a time when I'm not worried about your feelings. We don't get to the root of this thing. Somebody shout, get to the root. Amen. Amen. How many times are you going to go to a pastor for pastoral counseling, for marital counseling? Amen. How, come, how many times are you going to go to Big Mama complaining every time your eyes popping out? I know I don't have to be sensitive right now. Because sometimes we'd be, that's one of the problems. You'd be too sensitive too long. And sometimes you just need, need to be challenged. Amen. How many times are you going to let the child wreck your car? Amen. Sometimes we need to hear uncomfortable truths. And we avoid them. But when God, when God steps in, when God's done with patience, when God runs out of patience, when God's ready for your change to come, when change don't come, Amen. thank you, Sister Alina, when change is going to come on God's end, <laughs> then we're going to have to face some uncomfortable truths in our lives. This is the church of God of uncomfortable truths. And he went on forth into the spring of the waters and cast the preserver, the salt, in there and said, now he makes a proclamation, thus saith the Lord. Amen. Somebody get ready for the proclamation. Amen. I have healed your finances. I have healed your mind. I have healed your desires. Your, 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 I, I, I have healed your, 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 your desires that don't line up with the word. I, I, I have healed you of hatred. I have healed you of murmuring. I have healed you of gossiping. I have healed you of, of, of Humpty Dumpty. I have healed you of... <laughs> yeah, y'all were shouting with me right there, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack and Jill went up the hill. Mm -hmm. So the waters were healed until this day, according to the saying of Elijah, which he spoke. Just a few points here. Number one, <laughs> sometimes what we've been doing, we got to recognize that's why it's not working. You need a new thing. And we need to turn to the word of God. We need to be open to revelation. We need to be open to God's revealed will, to his expressive will. Genesis, the first chapter, through Revelation, the 22nd chapter. That's his revealed will. Anything else he doesn't have to tell you. You just have to be obedient. Why? Because Mother Hill messed us all up. Why? Because the anointing is in the obedience. You don't have to figure it out. How old is the earth? You don't have to figure that out. Just know that there's gold in the earth, that there's gold in them, their heels. Just know that diamonds, some diamonds you find on the earth, on the top of the earth, but most diamonds you have to wait to an earthquake. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. It takes, some, sometimes it takes violence to bring what God has hidden until God knows we're ready to manage it. And if we're not ready for violent exchanges, if we're not ready for bitter moments, if we're not ready to, to if we're not ready to move from bitter from 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 barren lands, so God's instruction work. You need you need a new bank account. 
You need new associations, new friends. If all your friends ain't got Jack, then you don't have Jack. <laughs> I mean, that's just life. I'm not even making stuff up. If all your friends ain't got nothing, if you don't have a friend right now that you need $8,000, mm. and they may fuss with you, fight with you, and even if they don't give it, but you know they have it. <laughs> but if you don't have one, and I mean you personally, I'm just talking to the atmosphere, but if you don't know one person that has $8,000, whether they give it to you or not, but you know they have $8,000 in disposable income, you know they have a, they have a, one of their credit cards can't be, can't be cut in half with a mm. pair of scissors. Amen. You need a hacksaw because it's made out of Metal. Yes. It's called the black card. I heard Michael Basin. I mean, remember Michael Basin? Radio show host, after their radio show host. One day I'm listening to one pick up church from OCC. And he said, if you have 10 friends, 10 should have more, five should have more than you, and five should have less. Now, it doesn't have to be that exact number, but the point he's saying is if all of your friends are wealthy and you don't know anybody who has less, then you're not a good steward of what you have. And if all of your friends are poor and y'all have what you have, and you don't have any, then once again, you're not a good steward of what you have. Because guess what? Hustle attracts hustle. Amen. Mm -hmm. Money attracts money. Amen. Brokenness attracts brokenness. Anger attracts anger. Amen. Get a new vessel and put a preserver in it. And that was the combination. In Moses, it was a branch. It was a miracle of a branch. Branch represents life, the tree of life. God infused life into death waters. Life was bitter. Here, God uses a new cruise, a new, is a candle holder. It represents what holds light. And then he put preserver in the light. And God preserves your path as he lights it. The miracle was not the vessel, nor was the miracle the salt or the preserver. The miracle was when the salt or the preserver was hid in the vessel, and the vessel was carried to the situation. That's when and where the miracle took place. Turn to your neighbor and walk up and say, watch where you're sitting. Watch where you're sitting. Watch where you're sitting. Last part. All right? I think I'm doing pretty good here. Genesis, the 30th chapter. Verses 25 and 43. I'm reading from the net, the New English Translation, and and uh, it's a it's a it's 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 a bit of reading, but the story of Laban, the deceiver, and Jacob, the deceiver. <laughs> I just told you, hustle recognizes hustle. Right. You can go to the state fair, hundred thousand people, two liars in twenty minutes. They'd all be at the Pan African. Getting empanadas. Two hustlers. 100,000 people coming as different entrances. By the end of the day, both of y'all gonna cross eyes somewhere uh, 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 in, the, uh, in, the, in the dairy building uh, eating freshly made butter. Because hustle recognizes hustle, game recognizes game. And there's always an attraction of like minded minds and people. That's why God needs to infuse new thinking. New, that's what the cruise represents. New thinking. Cam is a cruise, it's a candle holder. And Rebel, not candle, they would put olive oil. 
fresh squeezed olive oil in a, in, a, in a flint and they would light it and that was their candle. They would walk around with it and that was their light. But God, but he said, don't put olive oil in it, put salt in it. But it represents, it represents the light holder. Genesis, the 20th, 30th chapter, verses 25 through 43, the, and the New English translation, which you read along with yours. Once again, your study Bible says the flocks of Jacob. This encompasses three chapters of Genesis and is condensed into the short reading. And Rachel was given unto, was, had given birth unto Joseph, uh, the Joseph who we know. Uh, Jacob said to Laban, the second youngest of Jacob's twelve sons, send me on my way so I can uh, go home to my own country. Let me take my wives and my children whom I acquired uh, by working for you. Then I'll depart because you know how hard I worked for you. But Laban said unto him, I have, if I have found favor in your sight, please stay here for I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me on account of you. He added, just name your wages, I'll pay whatever you want. You know I have worked for you, Jacob replied, and how your livestock has fared under my care. Indeed, you have had little before I arrived, but now your possessions have increased many times over. The Lord has blessed you wherever I worked, but now, how long must it be before I do something for my own family too? When we decide to break up with our bad money habits, Amen. just like a toxic relationship, all of a sudden, whatever, whatever they've been keeping you, come on, it's adult church, right? If it was sex, Right? If it was, I'll clean the house. If it was, I'll stop. If we, I'll stop going out on Friday night drinking beers with the guys. All right. Whenever we, whenever we, do, whenever we make up in our minds to change habits, the taskmaster of sin will do what's pleasing to keep you because he you knows it works. Uh, verse thirty-one. And Laban said. What shall I give you? Um, you don't. Uh, you don't need to give me anything, Jacob replied. But uh, if you agree to this one condition, I will continue to care for your flocks and protect them. Now, uh, for the sake of time, uh, Jacob proposes that um, uh, you pick the sheep that you want and the goats that you want, and leave me the rest. And That'll be my fare. And of course, human nature says, I'm going to take the best sheep and keep and give you the little ones, wrangly ones, mangy ones. All right? And, and so, and, and DNA has changed a lot now, but in this day, in this time of year, 3,000, 2,800 years ago, around the time this was written, uh, sheep were basically white and goats were basically black. And that was their, that was just their color. Elephants are gray, right? Cheetahs are cheetahs. Zebras have certain patterns, right? I mean, that lions, you know, you haven't seen a, you haven't seen an orange lion, right? 
and they named bears by the color brown bear, black bear. So sheep were basically white as they are today, and goats were basically black. So what Jacob proposed was you take the black and white sheep, the best ones, leave the scraggly ones with all kinds of different colors, you leave them to me, and whatever I multiply, I'll keep. So, and I'm going to cut across the field here. So what Jacob, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, what Jacob did was, now, so Laban said, I'm going to separate, now you got to listen to this carefully. Uh, well, let, let, let me find it in the scripture so that we don't think of it. The print here is very small. I've got the large, enlarging the print. Verse 36. Then he separated them from Jacob by a three-day journey. Everybody say three days. Three days. And repeat this because that's important. Three days is kind of significant in biblical history, isn't it? Laban feels, because he's a hustler, that he's getting the best deal. I got the best sheep, all white. I got the best uh, uh, goats, all black. I can tell if you're trying to mix them because I got the purest. I got the purest color. I got the purest DNA. The best DNA line. They got good eyes and good hair. Come on, Laban. Come on. Come on. Six pack. Good muscles. He got, he got good genes. I have a baby about him. He got, he gonna have, he gonna be good baby. Oh, she gonna have good. Well, that's what Laban did. And then Laban took his good flocks and separated them by three days because sheep and goats wander. And you and I were, were goats before we became sheep, right? You're a goat, depart from me, sheep, come suck with me. So he had his herdmen take them a three days journey. That way, there's no way that my sheep and Jacob's sheep could have any procreation. There's no way they can just be kicking it. Kicking it is an aphorism for having sexual relations. I guess y'all y'all like shaggy. Y'all really gotta work with me here. You really got I'm fasting. I'm fasting. I'm getting away. I'm fasting. I'm gonna blame it on fasting, right? Everybody say three days. But Jacob took fresh cut branches of poplar. I just told you some of the benefits. In fact, you would do well to look up at home, don't look now, the health benefits of the poplar tree. There's two trees. There's, a, there's, there, 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 there's two genuses. There's a black poplar tree and the white poplar tree. But they're all from the same genre, the poplar tree. Why did God have them pick a tree that's healing? But the healing of the benefits has to be ingested. Amen. He, Jacob, God didn't tell him to eat the poplar tree. He just told him to stare at the healing. Mm. Stare at deliverance. Hang around the church long enough. Come out to Bible study long enough. 
Come out to the women's meetings long enough. You don't have to understand that. Come out to the men's meeting long enough. Amen. Fast one day out of the three days that says they were fasting. Try fasting for an hour. Just hang around the saints. But Joseph took fresh cut branches of poplar, almond, and plane trees. He made white streaks by peeling them. I'm thinking of a candy cane. Making the white inner wood in the branches visible. Remember, sheep white, goats black. There are two types of poplar trees, black and white branches. So if this is the black uh, with black bark, by stripping it, it exposes the white flesh of the tree with black stripes. Laban has black sheep, black, uh, black goats, and white sheep separated three days so that the two cannot intermix. But God told him, just envision the two, the best of both worlds. And then put the food down because sheep and goats procreate where they eat. There's so many lessons here. Uh, I, this, really needs, this really needs another, this really needs part 10 and 8. All right? You and I, what we're reproducing, we're reproducing what we eat. And if what we're eating is of the old man, then we're producing of the old man. But when we start eating of the things of God, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, then we start reproducing after good. Because you only reproduce what you eat. If you eat of a, if you eat something with seed in it, you're only going to reproduce what the what was in the seed of which ate. Yeah. That's why Satan now, and we all love grapes without seeds. We all love watermelons without seeds. But guess what? The farmer hates it. Because the farmer knows that if I grow a crop with no seeds in it, all you do is enjoy it for a moment. So you just enjoy sexy sex sex for a moment. You just enjoy that spending spree for a moment. Then you have buyer's remorse. Then you have sex remorse. Amen, amen, amen. I wish I had some help. I wish I had some help. I'm going to say amen. So Brother, please don't follow me with that. Please don't follow me with that. Give me seven minutes, please. Verse 38. Then he set up the peeled branches in all the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink. We just talked about drinking in the two previous parts. He set up the branches in front of the flocks where they were in heat and came to drink. They, went, they didn't come to drink because they were hot. They came to drink because they were in heat. Amen. Yes. They were sexually promiscuous. And by God's design, I'm sorry, that's the wrong word. That's the wrong word. Excuse me. No. That God's design, females in nature to go into heat and certain hormones and, and certain body processes uh, have begun that now attract a male that is now ready to mate and reproduce. And by God's design, so God said, God designed certain, certain domestic animals or slave animals. God designed certain domestic humans, like those in Ephesians that have been preordained to be slaves, as Paul said, servants to 
Go into a type of heat and desire the things of God that only God can satisfy you. Amen. Is this too deep? If you don't say anything now, I'm assuming you didn't. <laughs> well, I've never heard it like that. Well, that's what apostolic is. Sometimes we've been hearing stuff the same way so many times. Verse 39. When the sheep made it in front of the branches, I just told you, when the sheep made it in front of the branches, when we reproduce righteousness in front of righteousness, Amen. when we reproduce love because we're situated in front of love, when we forgive because, when we produce forgiveness because we're sitting in front of forgiveness, when the sheep made it in front of the branches, they gave birth to the to young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Laban took his best and moved it out the way. Congress trying to keep the best from you. Republicans trying to keep the best from you. Democrats trying to keep the best from you. Your uncles, aunties, and lion, tiger, and bears trying to keep the best from you. But God said, guess what? Let them take it. Amen. Come taste of me. Amen. Follow me. Yes. And I'll make you fishers of men. Yes. Come unto me. Come under my pavilion. Amen. Come under my word. Amen. And I'll give you what they're keeping from you and more. All right, and we can read, uh, let me read uh, uh, Genesis 31, 1 through 13. Like I said, this is a very long passage. Uh, um, Laban sees that Jacob's beat up, bad, you know, uh, uh, when, when, like Elder Yulon um, and the pups, and and they sell the first. They usually sell their, their their pups, but they keep that one pup, that best one. They keep for themselves, the strongest. They wait two or three weeks. Am I right, sir? You're shaking your head, and you see which one because you don't know when these babies are born. They're all the same size. You don't know which one is has the strong is going to be the strongest. You don't know which one is going to fight more for his mother's milk. You don't know which one is going to is going to is going to prove to be the best of the litter. You sell off the rest, but that's the one you keep because that's the one you know is going to make the best puppies to reproduce after. Yeah. So now Laban sees, oh no, I did all this to him bad, but all of a sudden my bad is turned for good for him. How did that happen? Glory, glory. Oh, let's dig a pit for all the Jews. Oh, but they forgot about this little slave girl named Esther. For such a time as this. And the pit that was literally dug for the Jews, the very man who accused them, was hung on that. Funny how that God does that. Verse 8, I'm skipping across. Uh, uh, yes, let me, let me just go on to 12 and 13. And um, I don't want to chair, and I'm starting to get a little, that, that's letting me know that my time is up. Chapter, uh, Genesis 31, then I'm going to read 12, uh, 10, chapter 10 through 13. Once during breeding season, 
while Jacob, this is Jacob talking, and he's talking to his two wives, while they were breeding, where they were drinking, where the poplar trees had been stripped to produce what they saw. Once during mating season, breeding season, I saw in a dream that the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Eleven. In the dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, here, am, here I am. I replied, here am I. Twelve. Then God said, observe that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted. For I have observed all that layman has done to you. Amen. God said, I want, I want you to know that I acknowledge the IRS. I want you to know that I acknowledge you working and getting many awareness. You can make $150,000 a year. You can make $90 million a year. Most of us work more than we can pay. Amen. You just scaled up. You just scale, you just scale, but most of us still, right? Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, makes $62 million a year. And I bet you in his private time, you know, maybe, maybe once he's had two or three single malts, that's whiskey, right? And in the right company, he tell you, Man, these 32 billionaire owners, they are the worst people to work for. They're billionaires. They think they know everything. They think they can just tell people what to do. They need to double my pay. Amen. But people who don't make $62 million a year, not including bonuses, look at that and say, why are you complaining? But once you got to that point, then you want more. Verse, oh, I wish I had a name. That could have been an amen there. Verse 13, I am the God of Bethel, Bethel means house, where you are anointed, where you anointed the sacred stone and made a vow to me. That's where Jacob saw the angels, a ladder, and the angels ascending and descending. Now leave this land immediately and return to your native land. Two points. Laban represents sin as our taskmaster. In chapter 31, Laban, I mean, Jacob's literally telling his two wives, he's changed my wages 10 times. He's never going to let me go. He's going to keep hustling me. Unless I make a decision to break through from traditions and generations of spending habits, generations of of, of family secrets, generations of, of, of whatever has us bound. Until we make up in our mind to trust God and when God says, get up from your situation, get up and leave immediately. This was never your place, but since you got here, I'm going to bless you while you're here. I'm going to bless you while you're here, but I'm blessing you here so that you'll have it when you get to where you're going. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Laban represents sin as our taskmaster today, but Jacob represents righteousness as our deliverer. Amen. Colossians 1, 13 through 6 through 18. And this is my benediction. This is my closing. And we'll prepare to come for our vision. Colossians, the first chapter, 13 through 18.
For he has rescued us. This is in the Amplified. For God has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sin's penalty. 15. He is the exact living image, the essential manifestation of the unseen God, the visible representation, represent, rep, representation of the invisible. Speaking of Christ here, the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign, and the originator of all creation. Laban has been broken over your lives. Whatever, however Laban represents in your life, whatever is Whatever is ruling your life, whatever you can't control at 3 o'clock in the morning, I don't care if you just go to the refrigerator and eat stuff that you know you shouldn't be eating because you, you, you got sugar diabetes. Or you have, as Oford used to say, not just diabetes, you have sugar diabetes. Or the blood pressure. And we know we shouldn't be eating this. But I just dabble. First came, then came, then came baby, you know. Everything starts with a dad. Everything starts with a little taste. Everything starts with a little bump. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Al Pacino. <laughs> and no kind of laughing. <laughs> but nobody ever sits down with a high school counselor on, on career day. It says, I want to be a drug addict. Amen, amen, amen. Speak, Lord. No one ever sits down and says, in career day, says, I want to have HIV. Amen. But Laban draws us in little by little. And every time we want to do better, he changes the game. Yes. As he did with Jacob ten times. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 16. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created and exist through him, that is, by his activity and for him. 17. And he himself existed and is before all things Christ, and in him all things are held together. His is the controlling, cohesive force of the universe, not the black hole, not the Big Bang Theory. He is also the head, the life source and leader of the body, the church, and he is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will occupy the first place. He will stand supreme and be preeminently in everything. Amen. That was the Amplified Version. Let us stand. We're going to prepare for our vision boards and our benediction. A few days ago, last week, I literally sent you the visit, the valor proclamation prayer in a text. I'm going to simply recite the same thing. Uh, Elder, if you would move this back, and if we would come to the altar, please. And, and, uh, 
water, please. And let us get our vision boards. If they're on our phones, let us bring our phones. Let's come right to the altar. Come on, let us come right down. If you're, if you're watching us virtually, right where you are, your living room, your kitchen, wherever you are on your job, pull out your cell phone, your vision boards. My sister Kim has a literal vision board. She took a picture of it. I have that on my phone. It's on my iPad. I have mine on my family. Let us come down and let us hold it in our hands. Amen. And we're not going to be long. Right? Uh, I think Jahari stole everybody's, I think Jahari stole everybody's juice a couple weeks ago. He just said, listen, y'all do what y'all want to do. I just want the money. <laughs> money, 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 money. Money. Oh, I need money. This massive thing, I know it works, but it is, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is,
ladies. God created the animals. The animals. Then he had Adam. He had the animals come and present themselves to Adam. Adam named them. And in particular, he named pack animals. He named the donkey a pack animal. He named, he named the horse the ox. He named the elephant. In Indian other parts of the world, elephants are used to plow fields. He named the animals that would help us cattle, cows. Then, then, when he presented Eve to Adam, these are, and Eve is not your pack animal. She's your helpmate. Glory to God. Ladies, don't allow yourself to be treated like a pack animal. That's not your, that's not your design. Maybe that'll help somebody. May not be here. We're talking about vision. Habakkuk says, write down the vision and make it plain that they that read it shall run with it. Sister Julie, God bless you. Everyone here. I pray that a month, really two months of daily reading is not accumulating today. It's not ending today. But this is the last Sunday for our eight month ABC month, Assets, Budgeting, and Credit. And every single day we have received instruction from one book, one resource, that outside of the Bible is the number one seller, the most printed, the most reprinted, is printed in more languages than any other book on the planet of the earth in the history of planet earth at all above except for the Holy Bible. And how come nobody's ever even heard of it? Because Satan doesn't find you to know what's going to happen. And it's all biblical principles. Take yourself first, 10%. Not who? Take yourself 10%. Where did the 10% come? Came from tithes. Give God his 10%, then pay yourself 10%. Start with half of 1%, then 1%, then a month later, 2%, then four months later, 3%. But you got to start because the Bible tells us do not despise, do not be bitter, do not look unkindly at small beginnings because everything great started small. Yes. Every argument that separates families started with somebody stepping on somebody's toes. Amen. Something that could easily be corrected in the, in the, in the point of the infraction. Amen. But because it grew and grew, now it becomes a mountain. Mountains of cash, stores of gold, Starts with one gram of gold. The gold that I brought to y'all a few months ago and showed you. Gold that Trish and I started collecting some years ago. Little bits and pieces. We don't have yet, but it's in the vision. I literally, in my vision board, I can show you, but I'm reading from it. I literally have bars of gold. We don't have a kilo of gold. A kilo is 2.2 pounds. We don't have a bar of gold. A bar of gold is a kilo, 2.2 pounds. It's about $60-something thousand dollars. Amen. A bar of gold. Amen. But guess what? We have a bar of an ounce of gold. Would you like your hand right?
and sooner or later, just like Chip and Pop, you got a popcorn popping all over the stove, all over the kernels, all in your teeth, stuff, all in your I wish I had some help. If you're with me, say amen. And this is close to everyone who's listening, uh, uh, families and, and friends and loved ones. And uh, I'm going to simply read a um, my fellow prayer. And this is literally what I text a few days ago. And if you'll notice that the last part, this is why you want to send them. what you're getting, what you're getting from the key ceiling room. You want to send to your loved ones. Because just like that kernel, in this prayer that y'all got of what maybe Wednesday or Thursday, the last verse was the sinner's prayer. So all month we've been sending loved ones that may not know Christ on finances. They just don't read it. They don't even read it. They're not, they're not thinking of reading it. Well, this is good. And the last part, literally, I believe in my heart and I touch with my mouth that you are. The living God. I don't even know if we caught that. With our vision boards in our hands and our faith, whether electronic devices, whether and with our faith in God. Faith without works, work without faith, work without faith, but we're combining the two. For God's miracle, the tree of life, <laughs> making bittersweet. God didn't change the ingredients in the water. He just made it more palatable for us to ingest. Amen. Then the men in the God didn't move them because they were pleased with where they were. It just wasn't working for them. You like your employment. And God said, Don't worry. I'll call you when you belong to get a 700 fold increase.
I ask that you will heal the root of any and all pain that I experience mentally and physically. I thank you for repairing and restoring everything that has to do with my body, my mind, and my soul. Right now, right now, everybody say, right now. Right now. Come on, say it loud. Right now. Right now. I am giving you my fears and my worries. Can we do that right now? Come on, come on, come on. If I have no patience, I think we're going to shop right now. The drawer will give us a little cozy beat. Amen. And that hammock will be screaming right now. I give you my fears and my worries. Everything that's holding me back from being happy. Everything that's holding me back from just simply being. Right now, I am giving you my fears and my worries. I pick up the shield of faith and draw confidence that you are working all things out on my behalf this day. Here's the here the here's the peel, here's the peel in the state for the dog. Today I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are the true and living God and that you Christ died and rose from my sins and in you alone is my temporary and eternal hope. Everybody repeat this with me. Today, Today I, thank you I thank you for your grace, for your grace and, mercy and mercy over my family. Over my family. And the church said, Amen. Let's go back to our seats and God pray. King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIVE to 1-844-981-2759, which is a unique to the King's Healing Room. Step two, you will receive a text with instructions. Step three, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step four, text the amount you want to give and the designation 
It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step five, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room and we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.